Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Uh, my name is Robert Steele. I'm the editor of Blockchain Times, the national edition. We're an email publication, and we're emailed bi-weekly to our readers who consist of uh, those with cryptocurrency and to those investors that want to uh, trade their assets like products or services or real estate and so forth for cryptocurrency. We're actually a three-pronged platform. We make a marketplace through our advertising, so these uh, trades can happen. Uh, where the people can meet and make a transaction. But we also are an educational platform because the uh, uh, technology of the blockchain is uh, newer and uh, there's new strategies being developed every day, probably many of them every day, and there's more and more techniques that can be used. So there's an educational need as well as the marketplace where we can apply our trade and so forth. So as part of our educational program, uh, today we're really pleased because we have two of the main principles from the Troption cryptocurrency company um, that um, is going to give us a background on not only their company but part of the, uh, the uh, Bitcoin and their technology and how it's evolved and so forth. So I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Garland Harris, and Lee Sochow, and welcome, gentlemen, to uh, Blockchain Times. And thanks in advance for uh, sharing your knowledge. Uh, I know both of you gentlemen trade uh, your cryptocurrencies on a daily basis, and it's a full-time opportunity for you. And it would be nice to have you share it with us. So uh, I guess uh, uh, maybe, Lee, maybe you might start out and give us a little bit of a background on uh, on uh, the main character in the play was Bitcoin and their technology and how it evolved, maybe the prices and so forth. And Garland, you could add to that. And then when it gets to a point where we can tell us about Troptions, uh, then Garland, maybe you could come in and give us a background on how you got it started and so forth. And for the, for the uh, readers, Troption is uh, an acronym for... Uh, Trade, the word trade, and the word option, so traption. So remember that as a player that's uh, on its way in this uh, in this arena. So maybe, Lee, would you mind starting out for us and, and give us a little background? We sure appreciate it. Yes, sure. Um, I'm more on the technical end, so uh, I have to be careful because I often get too technical. So I'll try not to do that. If I can give a little bit of... Uh, information and then Garland can give an overview and then uh, maybe we can get more specific if, if uh, needed. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I, 
I noticed something uh, a few days ago is that uh, a change in my life, and it was an unusual change. And what I noticed was um, I never had any change in my pockets. I used to have to hate to carry change. If you didn't have a tight belt, you ended up with so much change in your pocket, your pants start falling down. Then you put a wallet in your pocket, and you put a phone in your pocket, and you put keys in your pocket, and you're lucky your pants can stay up with all the quarters and dimes and nickels and pennies. And I think for probably a lot of people, that's not so much true. But what struck me is that uh, a change a change purse, remember grandma's old change purse? They, um, that's a bad business to get into. They, they just don't exist anymore. And why? Well, there's some real good reasons to it, and there's some really worse reasons to it. The good news is you don't need to carry change anymore because everybody's got a debit card or a credit card and banking privileges. And that's all That's all great. Nice not to have to carry change around. The problem is we're using a third party. The bank is in control. The government knows everything. And if we ever were to loss, lose the, the um, well, anonymity, if you will, and the speed and the, the one-way, no-charge-back situation of giving somebody a $100 bill or five 100s, never lose that. We lose not only our freedom, but we lose freedom of speech because currency is, I'm not an attorney, but the attorneys will not tell you there is a constitutional aspect of currency and that it is a form of speech. That's now been, uh, been uh, adjudicated the way I understand it. So if the government controls all money and uh, they, uh, in effect, are controlling your speech. So that's the bad part. Uh, the good part, uh, and primarily because there's a third party called the bank uh, and the government and the Federal Reserve that are all in the middle. Uh, so just as with debit cards and credit cards, cryptocurrency, uh, you don't carry change around just like you don't with a debit card, because there is no, there is no third party. And interestingly, interestingly uh, enough, those that have been watching uh, the first uh, electronic traded fund ETF by the Wickelvoss twins was disapproved after three years yesterday for the reason that something like the, it's about the, the, the exchanges that exchange fiat dollars, paper dollars to, Cryptocurrency unregulated enough, and uh, so it's it's, it's going to be longer. I look at that as a as a good thing actually. Uh, curiously enough, I I, I trade in in uh, cryptocurrencies daily, and after the ETF was disapproved, after it was disapproved yesterday, today so far it's about three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I've done as much business in one day that I normally do in a week. And the Bitcoin dropped dramatically, whatever it was, 15% or so overnight, and it came right back, right back to almost to where it was. So it shows you the power of it. And we really don't, we don't need the government. Everybody's free to develop their own currency. And current, uh, currency without a third party is, in effect, freedom. With the banks and the government, uh, you, you literally lose your freedom. So there's a, there's a strong... There's some really philosophical aspects of this here. It's not just about making money. 
And my love of Bitcoin goes back to when I first found it at 93 cents in early May of 2011. And since then, I watch it grow. And uh, if you have invested $200 in early 2011, today you would have over a million in that good old paper fiat stuff. So, you know, I can talk about the technology. There are other altcoins now that are coming up to the, the pipe. Um, Dropsons are, are one of them, and uh, we can talk about any of them or many of them. And um, maybe with that short introduction, um, let's let uh, Garland uh, take the ball, and I'd, I'd be happy to fill in where we're needed. Thank you. Sure. And Bob, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, and you're welcome. Uh, yeah, what what Lee uh, is talking about is very exciting. There's there certain terms that are used uh, like peer-to-peer, meaning I don't have to go through a central authority to transfer value to you. I can just transfer it directly to you. So, and, and he, what he alluded to, of course, is like cash. If I want to, Bob, if you and I want to do a deal, if you have land and I have cash, I can just transfer the cash to you and you transfer the land to me. Um, if I had, and, and back in the day, you know, people used to do things with gold or with silver or with literal physical cash. Uh, now, so much is done through the banking system. Banks frown on the use of cash, and that's because of the government. The government basically wants to know what every, where every dime is and where every dime's going, and so they prefer that you use a credit card, a debit card or a check or a wire transfer so that it goes through the banking system, which is controlled by the Federal Reserve. And literally, you know, our Federal Reserve in the United States basically is the, the Federal Reserve for the world. But it's all controlled through our Federal Reserve. So, but with Bitcoin, a system that was developed that enables people to transfer value from one person directly to another person without having to carry, you know, satchels full of cash. And literally, it can be just as inexpensive to transfer $10 million as it is to transfer a dollar. I mean, the, the fees are very, very small relatively, relative to sending a huge wire transfer or, or something else. So now, that's Bitcoin. Prior to Bitcoin coming out, Lee and I were working on a digital currency called Troxion. And for some people, um, they recognize something that we used to call a trade dollar or a barter dollar. It's like a commodity currency. In other words, um, let's say, Bob, that you had land, and instead of transferring land, we gave that land a representative value of, say, it's, you know, $500,000. $500,000. And so I said, Bob, I'll give you $500,000 worth of tractions, which we'll say for this example, one traction equals one U.S. dollar. That was the old trade dollars or barter dollar um, uh, scenario. So you then, in your account, Bob, would have $500,000 worth of tractions, or for the sake of this example, 500,000 traction. 
Now, if we had a system of business owners, each of whom had things that they were willing to sell for Troxen, well, you might use $1,000 of your Troxen to stay at a nice hotel somewhere. Now you've got four, 499,000 Troxens left. And then you might use, uh, you know, $2,000 worth of your Troxen to uh, get a new coat of paint put on your Rolls Royce. You might use, um, you know, uh, 50,000 Troxens to get advertising or something in a magazine or a or uh, a series of ads in a magazine, or or on a radio station, you might, uh, when it's time to get your wife something nice, you might use $1,000 worth of Troxans or $5,000 worth of Troxans, get her a nice diamond ring uh, or a diamond necklace. And so people use their Troxans or their trade dollars, as they used to be called, to exchange products and services for other products and services without bartering, without um, having to, you know, you have land, and so how are you going to take a half a million dollars worth of land and exchange that 1000 or 2000 or 3000 or $4,000 at a time? You know, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to take this one-tenth of an acre, and you can have this one-tenth of an acre and give me that, you know, $1,000 worth of hotel accommodation. Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work that way. That, that's one of the reasons for cash in the first place, because it's difficult to chop up, to chop things up in a barter transaction. Um, so, but what we've done that's an innovation now is we've taken tractions, which used to go through a central authority, so it still took a third party, just like. A credit card takes a transaction, takes a third party to agree to allow it to happen. Just like a check, using a check takes a third party to agree to move the money from one account to the other. You know, a bank is still the arbiter and says, well, maybe I don't want to let that check go through. Maybe I do. Well, Tropsons was stuck in that same third party environment like all of these barter companies and trade exchanges they're all in that same situation. They're stuck where a third party has to authorize the transaction. And I'll tell you quite honestly, when I had a barter exchange, uh, if there was a client that I didn't particularly like and that particular client you know, had the, the money in their account, but they wanted to buy all of the restaurant uh, gift certificates available to the whole system, and they wanted to buy them all. Well, I would block that transaction. I'd say, look, you know, you got a hundred grand in your account, and maybe you want a hundred thousand dollars worth of, you know, accommodations or, or, or restaurant gift certificates. But I want to spread those gift certificates out to everyone in the system, not just you. So I, as the third-party record keeper, could block that transaction. I could say, look, I'll let you have a thousand dollars worth, but not a hundred thousand dollars worth. And that's the that's the situation we used to call them, you know, uh, private listings that we keep. I guess realtors do what they call hip pocket listings, <laughs> Bob. You know, where they they don't want to let everyone know about a certain uh, real estate listing that they have. However, the latest innovation is we've taken 
fractions, which were typical trade dollars, and we said, let's make a hybrid out of those and merge those with the Bitcoin blockchain, which we've done. Now, anyone that owns or holds tractions can trade with anyone else that has something they'd like to sell for traction. There is no third party in the middle that can block that transaction. There's no one that can say, Bob, that if you have half a million dollars worth of tractions, that you, that you can't spend it on anything available in the traction system. Moreover, we've added a new innovation, and that innovation is that you can actually take your tractions and trade them in a what's called a coin marketplace or an asset marketplace or token marketplace where people are trading, you know, uh, Bitcoin for Litecoin, Bitcoin for, for Ethereum, Bitcoin for Dash. There are other cryptocurrencies. There's a market of cryptocurrencies where people are trading them for other cryptocurrencies. And ultimately, when they want to, they can exchange those currencies for cash. So we have a twofold market. One, where Troptions can trade for goods and services, you know, and business owners and others can trade assets for other assets using Troptions. And that gives them the ability to to subdivide, you know, the value of whatever asset they have. Um, and secondarily, when they have Troptions, if they don't find something in particular they want to trade those options for, they can enter the cryptocurrency coin market and put their options up for sale in that market. So that's just kind of a little more on that subject. We've, we've taken something else that's traditionally uh, third party and we've made it peer-to-peer, just like Bitcoin did that for value transfer. <coughs> Bob, another question? Well, one thing that I, I see, gentlemen, as we, we talk about this, is that um, an organization such as ours in the blockchain times, we can actually fulfill part of the, uh, the old platform where you had a third party that was the bank or the, as you said, the uh, third party in a traction transaction, uh, but we're neutral. If you have uh, your options and you want to uh, expose them into the marketplace, you want to buy assets with them, you can advertise with our blockchain times that you have and you're looking for things that you could do. And the reverse side of that, if you have assets that you would like to convert to cryptocurrency, you can advertise with us. As a, but we have with us and it goes out into the marketplace with those that want to, to match and meet with you. So in a way, we're kind of like a little Craigslist Except we're restricting our our energies to um, to those in the in the crypto field and those that want to become involved in that. So that is uh, that is certainly part of it. Now, can you give me an idea, uh, either Garland or or Lee, as to um, uh, the value that uh, and Lee? You mentioned uh, the the remarkable uh, advance for. Bitcoin and their uh, their march up the ladder, but uh, you've got a, um, a similar small as it is. It's a little larger now than what Bitcoin started. But where are you in traction in the uh, in the marketplace as of today versus uh, 
a month or six months ago. Can you address that for me, one of you gentlemen? Uh, well, this is Lee. Uh, are you asking about Trumpsons in specific? I'm not clear on the question. Excuse me. Let me reiterate it. Uh, let's say six months ago or so, what was the Trumpsons marketplace sell price versus, say, today? Can you give us an example of how you're moving? Uh, oh, that, 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 would be a, that would be a Garland question, yes. Okay, yeah, so six months ago, I would say they were approximately a penny and a half uh, per Tropshin. And and just to you know to be clear, Tropshins are in a thinly traded market right now, uh, where most of the activity is is just amongst those who are familiar with Tropshins uh, as as a currency. They're on the Bitcoin blockchain, but you know, it's not extremely well known yet like Bitcoin. So that penny and a half, you know, there are there are a, a few trades. Uh there are a lot of trades done to test the marketplace to make sure that that the uh the blockchain would hold up to a lot of trading activity, but the activity was primarily internal. So about a penny and a half and now uh the last trade was at uh about four point one cents or four cents. So that's that's what's happened in that regard. So it's about a four tractions are at uh, last trade about four cents. I think that I think the thing that's that's so interesting in this for someone that's newer and, and coming into the marketplace that we're our uh, our dollar through uh the machinations that we've gone through with our Petrodollar and uh, the leaving the the gold back dollar and so forth. That our dollar is now worth someplace around some say as low as two cents in purchasing power. <clears throat> and it took about seven years to move it down fifty uh, percent. So those that were in a savings account lost as much as fifty percent in their purchasing power. Now it's not a sales uh, method really of of marketing cryptocurrency. But it seems to me that you might be better off having your funds in cryptocurrency if if there is a a movement in an upward manner where you can, your currency is moved from one or two cents to four cents uh, and uh, the rather than keeping it in the dollars that you might be actually better off to have some of your funds in the cryptocurrency. What do you gentlemen think of something like that? Well, you want to well, I, I, well, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, without getting into what the nation's government is doing to our, to our dollar, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, when we talk about gold going up and down, gold doesn't really go up and down. The dollar, it's a dollar that goes up and down, and like Bob so wisely said, in terms of purchasing power. And yes, I do the opposite of what most people do. I, I keep eighty percent in gold, silver. And cryptocurrencies and twenty percent in cash. Um, wow. thing I want to hold on to. So uh, yeah. you know, with a nice share of, of gold and, and of silver, that's <clears throat> another topic. But uh, there's something else that's happening. Um, uh, I'll show you how this technical part affects some of Bitcoin has become so successful. Uh, you know, people can do Google it and, and they'll see from a 
see for themselves that it's it's um, right now it's suffering a little bit from its own success. Uh, that is to say, uh, so many people are using it. The uh, the ledger book is filling up, and they've got new ways of increasing the size of a ledger book technologically. But they're arguing over it, and uh, it's going to take more time. So in the meantime, people are flocking to other currencies. As an example, the number three currency um, uh, after uh, Bitcoin is Bitcoin and Ripple. Where Ripple is primarily used by banks and things for international transfers. But another one that's a commonplace cryptocurrency is called Dash. I'm, I'm not promoting it. It's very volatile. I don't recommend someone spending any money that they can't last time. You know, I do own some. But in January, it was like $12 uh, since Bitcoin has suffered from its own success. I uh, jumped up to about 58, back down to about, this is over in the last few months, from 58 down to 45. And today, like I said, our days were the business. After the ETF failed, I did it the day, I did it the day of the week. Well, um, uh, Dash went from approximately, I don't know, I can't remember, it was 52 or $56 to 66. Jumped from 45 and then overnight since, overnight since the, um, as ETF uh, turned down, it went from something like 52, 55 in that area. I didn't, didn't check that part, but it's in that area uh, up to about $66. So that's a four or five fold increase. Now, if I had been holding that in cash, you know, I, I also have an investment in, in a bar and I tip some of the bartenders with Bitcoin. And I just love it because they get their dollar and one's got $20 in his wallet, another one's got 30 you know, you say, look, you gave me 20 bucks, and now it's 32. Well, and I say to them, I say, when's the last time you put money in your checking account and watch it go up without depositing more money? doesn't happen, does it? So, um, you know, and, and uh, as Colin says, uh, uh, I think the interesting point of the options aspect and regarding in particular land is that uh, while the land may or may not appreciate and it costs money to keep, uh, the cryptocurrency normally doesn't cost anything to keep, and uh, you have a possibility of, of if the land doesn't appreciate, maybe the cryptocurrency will, maybe they both will, or maybe they both go down, I don't know, but you've got, uh, you're hedging your bets uh, just a little bit in that regard, so I uh, uh, I hope uh, that helps a little bit, how the technology is affecting the price. That's so interesting. That really is interesting, and and it, and it validates the uh, the thought. And I'm surprised that 80 percent being held in the crypto. That is that is a a smart move because well, the dollar we know is going gold, down. Gold and silver and crypto, of which uh, probably at least half is crypto. Of the half of the 80, the rest is gold yeah. and silver. Yeah. Well, that they, they all make sense. The gold and silver and the yeah, because it's uh, the dollar goes down, the other's got to go up. So, and, and only up in the terms of the fiat currency, it stays the same. Uh, yes. yes. Whereas the cryptocurrency doesn't stay the same. Um, it moves itself beyond the the realm of the gold and silver versus the dollar. And, and, so and if I might, and if I might add, Bob, a very important element and. Yeah, again, I have to be careful not to get into the technical part of it. I'd love to do it, but I'm not going to do it unless asked. But uh, cryptocurrency is not a debt-based 
system. The fiat dollar U.S. dollar system is a debt-based system. It is it is money created out of thin air. It's based for every dollar somebody has, somebody owes that dollar. And uh, so you have to check out Google that too. And if and when a bank makes a loan, uh, that's the primary way for the federal government to put cash into the market to create money. And through the banks, when they make a loan, they have maybe three percent in reserve, and ninety-seven percent is a markup on a computer someplace. That cash doesn't exist either in electronic or paper prior to making the loan, and that's how the government distributes the money is one of the major ways. So, so cryptocurrencies is not a uh, a debt-based system. It, it cannot be, and, and it can't be inflated um, because it, there is a set limit. Uh, in the case of attractions, that's the same thing. You know, as you talked about with the barter dollar, how do you know these companies aren't just creating more dollars, like the United States does? You know, well, we need some more oil. We better print some dollars because we need to buy some oils. And that's one of the reasons Greece is in trouble, because Greece uses the euro dollar. And uh, they can't print money to cover all the retirement promises they made to their people. But you have to, they have to earn it. They can't create debt out of thin air. So again, cryptocurrencies are not debt-based systems, and they are based on proof of work. And that work is, is two parts. One is... Um, tens and tens of millions of dollars of equipment and uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in the cost of electricity to produce the coins. It isn't just plucked out of the air. So um, that that uh, probably may sound confusing to some people, but uh, it's just simply a fact. And there's many, many ramifications to that that we could talk about. So... Um, um, perhaps that will stimulate some thought. Yes, and I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, I'm very familiar with the fact that we're a debt-based monetary system, but I had never uh, put it in quite that light, and it's certainly, uh, <laughs> it's certainly revealing, isn't it? That, uh, but yeah. the, um, um, where, where today, you know, in the, the petrodollar, you can even see that from what happened this week, that... Uh, the, the petrodollar and the, and the monetary market, how it affects everything, because we see uh, President Trump, uh, who uh, removed the Saudi Arabian group from the, uh, from the list of those that had to uh, uh, be vetted in this immigration thing, but it was basically the reason that they were excluded is the petrodollar. And... Uh, that dollar is so important in the oil field, so that eliminated that that one deal. So this monetary thing is insidious in that it affects everything in your life, but it's hard to connect the dots and to hard to to yes. understand what it is that's moving the system. So being and and, and thank you so much today, uh, gentlemen, for for this chance to discuss it because. And it, you bring out the points that we don't think about normally, that we think about. We've been taught to save our money and so forth, and yet, Lee, you come up with a thought that, oh, wait a minute, maybe you should not be saving that in that form. And, and Garland, your, uh, your explanation of how the third party 
in all monetary transactions play such a role. And, of course, they don't in gold and silver, but in everything else they do, everything else. But uh, putting that in the light that the cryptocurrency eliminates that third party uh, is a a real eye-opener. It is to me, and I'm sure our readers will feel the same way. So um, I think that... uh, I can't do anything but thank you, gentlemen, immensely for what you've shared with us today, not on the technical parts, but also philosophical, and um, and telling us that there's a better way to do things. And we're kind of we're kind of in a way in the beginning of it if we can uh, look at it that way. So um, it, there's always there's always risk at the beginning of something, but so much of it is taken out by the technology that the Bitcoin people developed and you people are furthering. So, and either one of you want to have to add one more thing or two for me before we close down? Well, sure. Uh, what, uh, you know, and Lee talking about the, the debt-based system, at, at best, um, barter companies or trade exchanges uh, used a, a ledger system where, theoretically, every debit was balanced by a credit. So if I have, uh, you know, four businesses in my system and two of the businesses each owned, owed $1,000 worth of uh, trade dollars to the system, then there would be two businesses with a surplus of $1,000 each. So there'd be, you know, the 2000 debt would be offset by 2000 credits. But in reality, it never really quite balanced like that. And the trade exchange could always just add more trade dollars to the system at will. Again, very similar to the Federal Reserve, and, which and, and could produce inflation at will, really. And but with a crypto system uh, like Troptions, we've really frozen the total amount of Troptions that can be introduced into the system. And in addition to the fact that, um, you know, within that system, someone might just get to the point, let's take those two business owners, they might just find out that, well, you know what, I've got all these options, but there's nothing in the system right now that I want. Because, you know, it's a, a smaller system growing, you know, more and more business owners being added to it with more and more things to offer. But at any given time, you know, a jeweler might say, well, look, I just need uh, jewelry at wholesale so that I can sell it in my retail business. Do you have any wholesale jewelers? It might be that in the Troption system, there are no, at any given time, wholesale jewelers willing to sell their their jewelry at wholesale for Troptions. However, sort of the... Uh, the relief valve is that simultaneously there is developing a market, a cash market for traction. So that someone that ends up with more traction that they, than they can use for their business would still have the ability to, quote, unquote, cash out their traction. Now, that method may, may take the form of, of exchanging their traction for some other cryptocurrency that already has a clear path to cash. There may be a couple of steps involved, but at least 
it's available. And that's something that has not um, occurred in the trade dollar market or the barter currency market at all. There hasn't been uh, a relief valve, a pressure relief valve. It's just you end up with a lot of trade dollars that you can't spend right away. So that's an innovation that we've added thanks to what has occurred in, in the Bitcoin market, the cryptocurrency market. Okay, I, I might add one more thing about this too. That that I see in the in some of the uh, advertising we're anticipating uh, in our um, blockchain times of people that have um, have products where they want to add cash with that product to either go into uh, cryptocurrency or something else. So we we have, for instance, in some of our real estate transactions, we'll have. Five hundred thousand, or a million, or five million dollars for the real estate, but we also that owner has cash to go with it. And more and more, uh, Lee, the people are becoming cognizant of not putting their money into the savings account and that ridiculous one or two percent or one percent that they get in return that they're losing on. But they have that asset working in other ways. So I anticipate that in our blockchain times. We're going to have assets where cash will be added that uh, you can then purchase here with your options. You can get something with real estate and some cash with it or something of that ilk. Because our marketplace is, um, I think, is going to really thrive with those that want to interchange back and forth between goods, services, real estate, options, cash, and so forth. And um, so I see that this... uh, it's opening up in a lot of different directions. So I guess, is there anything else that you have, Lee, that you want to add to it, or shall we close well, it down for now? I, 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 we'll probably should close it down, but I could add one, one, maybe a sentence on top Please. of what you said, because I so much agree with it, is that, you know, I never really thought about this until recent years, is that, you know, we think about the government shooting for a 3% inflation rate, and uh, you say, oh, yeah, okay, that's normal. We've got to have a 3% inflation rate. Well, what would be a 3% inflation rate? Think about it. It really is a hidden tax. They, a 3% inflation rate means your money is worth 3% less. So if you're getting two on a savings account, you're still losing one. And why does there have to be inflation? Well, it makes it easier for the government to pay the debts that they already can't pay because they can pay back with cheaper dollars. I mean, it's a vicious circle, and and, and and uh, we're not the winners, only the government. So, um, so it's something to look at. Why do we have a 3% inflation rate? And what does that really mean? Is it a hidden tax? Does it actually mean that my 2% is really minus 1? And I think you'll find you know, it's a hidden tax. And if you're getting 2% return, you're really getting minus 1. You know, Lee, when you talk about, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm okay. done. I was just going to say, I'm getting sidetracked here, but it reminds me of my wife's father when he passed away. He had bought an insurance policy, and I think it was like 60 years before. But his insurance policy when he passed away was $400. And that, <laughs> all of that that you're talking about, that hidden tax that took that, which we, we calculated when he bought that policy, it purchased about $12,000 with the goods and services in what would be today's market, there was a $400. So 
So that's that hidden tax that you're talking about, yeah. uh, Lee, and how it how it affects us. So you know, the more you think about this, that that the the chance for people to improve what they have is is really has a much better chance with this cryptocurrency than we think about. We think about only what it does for us right now, but in the long term. This does have some real merit. So I can't thank you gentlemen enough for your time today. And uh, and when we come out with our article in this, we'd sure like to have you do this again, uh, maybe a month from now or six months from now, to give us another uh, discussion. So thank you for setting it up, Garland. And we'll close it down for now. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And thanks, Lee. Thanks. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.